Warm welcome to this week, Renewal Nuggets. I'm Dr. Ioana from Tip of the Soul, and I want to welcome you in this space between science, psychology, Christian faith, and spiritual care. And I want to bring today, I want to unpack the seven degrees of freedom that we have in our work, in our world. And I want to particularly focus on the difference between truth and belief because there's a subtle difference and sometimes as Christian we get really caught up into this and if you're especially if you're a Christian woman I really want to hear from you more and more Christian women come to me to help with, towards their growth psychologically and spiritually and really live in Christ day by day moment by moment while serving others and I want to hear from you what is it that you like what kind of mini trainings you like from me so that I can pull for all my trainings for decades in science, psychology, from my physician training, my psychiatry training, my life coaching training, theology training, bring all this together in condensed forms to help you. Because there's nothing more important for me than support Christians, especially Christian women, to continue to give and help the world and in everything that you do. So and I also want to hear what are you doing? serving how are you working in your professional life in your vocation or maybe your home what are you doing to support your community i would love to hear from you that so with that let's dive in i love this bible verse and from john 8 32 and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free this is so exciting and interesting especially because i'm such a scientist you know from early on i love math and science and i was always fascinated by how do we know what is the truth? How do we pursue that? So as you might know, being trained as a physician from early on, that was kind of my mindset. I love biology, I love physics, constantly searching. And I grew up in a country that was in Romania, which was communist. So mind you, although we still had churches, there were no talk about God. It was kind of put down. You know, if you are a real scientist and a real intellectual of course, you don't believe in God. That was the premise, because only people who are uneducated believe in God. So that was the kind of the mind frame that I um, lived with. And scientists seems like a really grounded place to be in, so to speak, until one time. And this is what really brought me to discover the difference between the truth and belief for the first time and the freedom that I have. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I will tell you the seven levels of freedoms, and then you will understand why one of them, the belief, is actually empowering, and it brings us freedom. And it's not the same thing as reality. So grab a pen and pencil if you haven't had one. I mean, if you're listening, come back and write it down, because I'm going to just list them all so you can see. So on one hand, we can control our three-dimensional world. In other words, control or influence. Many times we don't have control of what's happening around us. We don't have control of other people, but we can discuss, we can set boundaries, we can do things in our three-dimensional world that have, have an impact into the world. So this is one level. And most people live at this level. I want to name that because we feel like we can 
influence and impact the world just by interacting with other people or by building stuff, doing things with our creation, with our cosmos, with a material world, house, job, car, raising kids, things like that. This is important, but it's not the only level of control. And we get really frustrated sometimes because we actually don't control other people in many ways. You know, they're going to believe what they want to believe. They're going to feel whatever they want to feel. They're going to have whatever thoughts they have. But we can be assertive. We can ask. We can take care of our needs. We can influence them, so on and so forth. But this is level one. Level two of freedom and control that we have, it's on our reaction. So it's still three-dimensional world is through our body and we can impact our way we respond to people, though if we smile or not, if we are going to help someone or not, whatever we do, if we get upset, let's say, keep our continence, keep our way and our reactions, you know, through our breath, through our breathing, through practice, we can get stronger, right, through our food, to be more calm, or so on and so forth. I won't get into the details. This training is not about that, but I just want to name those levels. The third level is we can really modulate our emotions. So we have level of freedom also internally through okay, what do I do with my emotions? Is this a, it depends on our context, right? Sometimes we need to suppress them and shift our focus. Sometimes we need to pause and really feel them. Sometimes we need to befriend them. In other words, oh, I just keep getting this reaction. Maybe I do want to know it, right? And talk with someone, talk with a friend, a mentor, one. There's lots of trainings in, in our YouTube here around emotions and how to think through emotions and regulate them. The next level, the fourth level, is at a thought level. And this is where cognitive psychology really shines, talks about, you know, what are my some of my thoughts? How do I shift my thoughts? Again, we can have some control over that. We don't constantly, we, we cannot fully control them because thoughts are going to come and go. But there's a way we respond to them. And that's a level of freedom. And we can, I can, if this is of interest of you, put it in the chat because I can develop a training more around that. The next level, which is so important, is that the belief level. And why is this important? Beliefs are not usually on a forefront. Like when we go about our day, most likely we are aware of our thoughts. We are aware of our body. And we're aware sometimes of our emotions. Not always. But the thoughts are more prominent. Not so much beliefs. They run in the background. They run in our subconscious and what psychology is calling, we have a dual processing brain, a conscious mind that this is where we think through our day. But we also have something in the background that keeps running. And this is where rituals and routines and habits are formed. This is where many of the old stories that have been, we have received growing up are stored, all our memories and also faith the beautiful beliefs that we have about the world, that our worldview kind of runs in the background. And this way is so important because it's not going to come up to the surface really quickly. We have to do a little bit of thinking about beliefs. All right. The next level, which is very powerful, has to do with identity and what I believe is an identity level. And I've shared this in another episode 
about a amazing shift transformation that I got in quitting smoking. I used to smoke when I was in my 20s for several years, which was mind blowing because here I am medical school trying to learn this, but everyone was smoking. So I'm not going to put myself down and blame myself. But when I finally grab a hold of myself and I said, I got to stop this. I want to be a mom. I want to have kids. I want to stop smoking. And I couldn't stop smoking until one day when it dawned on me, like, I cannot do this. I quit, tried to quit like 23 times in a short amount of time. And, and I pray to God, God, I'm on my knees. I have no idea how to stop smoking. Please help me out here. And all of a sudden, a few days later, I noticed, wait a minute. I was counting the days of non-smoking, you know, non-smokers when you stop or people that use alcohol when they stop. Oh, this is day one of sobriety. I have nothing against that. If that works for them, that's great. It didn't work for me because I was counting. Oh, day one of non-smoking, day two of non-smoking, three, four, whatever. I didn't. I don't think I've reached day 10 <laughs> in my attempts. But what was interesting is that I realized, wait a minute. And I'm in my 20s, right? All of a sudden, this insight came. So it was clear from God because I couldn't think that kind of was a very high quality thought. It came to me and I was thinking, wait a minute. If I count how many days I'm a non-smoker, that means that deep down, I'm considering still myself as a smoker. Because guess what? Non-smokers don't go about their day counting their days of non-smoking. It's just ridiculous, right? So it just dawned on me. I didn't even have words about identity and all that, mind you, right? This is after the fact. Now, as I'm processing my life and all this, it had to do with an identity. And it just a switch flipped. I'm like, okay, I'm a non-smoker. So next time when I stopped, I said, I'm a non-smoker today. And I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I don't need to worry about being smoke-free for the next 20, 30, 50 years, because all I have is today. Today, I'm a non-smoker, and that's at my identity level. So you can see the power of our identity and stay grounded in the present day because that's all we have ultimately, right? There's no tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, it's today. So that's the sixth level of, of freedom. We can shift small things in subtle ways or thinking on identity level. And the last level, it really has to do with something even more subtle, which I bring in my trainings in, in more advanced trainings that I have. I have several programs, uh, Growing in Christing for a Soul program, which is a month-to-month growing, getting courses. And also I have, just for Christian women who are high-level professionals, Heart in Christ, I do a one-to-one. But in both programs... I deal with this, It's as I said, as an advanced training, but it has to do with awareness and effortless will. So, and it has to do with our orientation towards life. So fundamentally, how do I orient myself towards life? With love and goodness and goodwill, right? Or not? And this is very subtle, but this is why I love Christians so much because fundamentally, their orientation is towards goodness. Now, it doesn't always come out that way for us, right? We have quite a way to grow all the time, but there's a fundamental orientation that we will look out for the other, that we will see the other in ourselves and ourselves as in the other. So this is kind of the big overview of the seven levels. And if you need to rewind, go back and just read them. But I really want to jump into the belief 
And let's go back to my first story, because this was so essential. And listen, as a Christian, if you're in a situation where you're talking with people that have they don't like Christianity, that is so polarized right now in our society. You know, if you say you're Christian, that might not land well in certain circles. In some, it does, obviously. But I want us to have really honest conversation and really engage with any human being like Christ, right? There's an icon of Christ in every person. So this difference between belief and truth can help us as Christian, especially Christian women, as we continue to grow, to make some clarity in our mind, but also it can help us engage with the other. So here is a nugget. And I'll start, I'll continue my story first, and then you'll really grasp it. The nugget is that belief has to do with either two ways. And I've shared this again in another YouTube, on another mini training, but I'm going to say it here because it's really pertinent. Beliefs are formed in two ways. We, they're either thoughts that we say to ourselves over and over and over. They keep popping into our head. Now, some thoughts are really helpful. Like God is love. God loves me. That ask whatever you want in my name and I will give to you like Christ said. There are so many Bible verses. There's so many beautiful truth, like believing in God, Christ, Holy Spirit, that are life-giving. And there are some beliefs that we say in our mind, they're repetitive, they are not life-giving, that, oh, I am no good, that no one likes me, that I'm going to say something, I'm going to be attacked or ridiculed. Those negative beliefs are not true. But nonetheless, they run in the background, and many times it's because of old past conditionings. So this is the first way we have beliefs. Thoughts are keep popping into our mind, and all of a sudden we're like, well, I've heard that about a billion times. Mind you, it's a thousand times a day, times multiplied by how many days we lived, right? But nonetheless, for the subconscious, this is becomes the truth, because it must be true if I keep hearing it in my brain, but the reality is that it's just how our brain works. Our brain keeps repeating stuff, but that doesn't make it true. And the second way we create beliefs is through thoughts linked with strong emotions. So any event, positive or negative, it's going to encapsulate in our mind as a belief, oh, it must be true. And this is why you might love, you might remember amazing moments with maybe a teacher that you loved and shared something and there's so much passion and joy and excitement in that teacher and you remember it because that's how it gets encapsulated in our brain. So here, but this is not necessarily a belief. I want to state that is not necessarily the truth. And this is why we need discernment. And I want to encourage you to always use your mind to discern. And let me go back to my story and see how amazing that difference was. So back to when I thought, well, I was not believing God, right? I'm back in early in my 20s and being a scientist and looking for the truth. And all of a sudden, I heard someone on the TV was a priest. I didn't pay too much respect back then to, to church. It wasn't like I was against it, but I told you the mindset, right? Intellectual scientists, they're really smart. And religion was 
the belief that was perpetuated in the communist countries that it's the opium of the masses, right? That this is not relevant. But I heard this priest and he really caught my attention because he was so open and he didn't come high strong. He just said, you know, if you believe in Christ, that's great. But if you don't, maybe you wonder, well, is there anything about that? And that caught my attention because it spoke to me. Like here I am, consider myself an atheist and hearing that from a priest, it gained my respect because he was speaking and really addressing in a certain sense from myself from inside out. And he said, if you don't believe in, in God, then you can just ask. Our Father, who are in heaven, and go and pray. Go in your room and just pray. Our Father, who are in heaven, if you are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. If you exist, thy will be done, and so on and so forth. I'm like, oh, this is easy. I can do this. So what happened was that in the moment that I was praying, I had this realization between the, and the difference between truth and belief. Again, I didn't have the words necessarily, but here's what ran into through my head. If God exists or not, it's just a reality. It's just a fact. It's not a belief because if I believe in God, I'm going to make God exist. No, God either exists or doesn't exist, period, right? Logically, it's an ultimate reality for all of us, either exist or not. And then it really made sense to me. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. If God doesn't exist, what I believe, it's irrelevant, right? Imagine a world, God doesn't exist. Do you think it matters if I believe in God or not? I could believe in whatever I want. So there was a freedom in that. And in the same time, it made more sense. Well, if I believe in a loving God, that would make me feel better and, and live a better life, right? There was a choice. There was a freedom of my belief. So I said, okay, I could, if God doesn't exist, I could possibly believe in God because it doesn't matter. And it'll make me feel good, make me feel trusting the world and just enjoy life. All right. But then if God does exist, right? Again, reality, not a belief. Well, would it, if, if uh, I was like, uh, my brain was scrambled eggs, right? Because all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, if God does exist and I don't believe in God in my lifetime, Boy, I could be in big trouble, right? But not in a fearful way. I wasn't like afraid, like, oh my goodness, but was just this existential reality, like, oh, it does matter what I believe in God exists. And so it's my advantage to believe in God, right? And if I do believe in God and God exists, boy, wouldn't that be lovely? And all of a sudden I got really curious. If God exists, I really want to know God. And I pray for that. And lo and behold, boom, just God appeared in my consciousness in ways that it's hard to explain. That's a difference between primary and secondary theology. I don't want to get too theological here. But personal experience, God always shows up in our inner microcosm in a way and or the external reality in ways that will make sense for us. But we got to be curious about that. So my bottom line is by knowing that no one knows really, fundamentally, we cannot do a scientific experiment and say, yep, God exists, here we go. We have the freedom of belief. And that really turned my life around. 
because I realized right then and there, and this is what I want for you, if you're listening, to realize that the beliefs we can choose. And I want to encourage to make a commitment today not to believe unhelpful beliefs. Like if you have a negative belief that it make you more fearful in fight or flight, really constricted, right? That's not a helpful belief. Or feeling ashamed, right? If it makes you, oh my goodness, I'm the most terrible person in the world. That's not what God is telling us to do, right? When we go in the Bible, we see Christ with every interaction, no matter who was labeled as sinful in that particular century, he was loving and he was kind and he never said, oh, you should do this. He wasn't like moralistic. You should do this, this, this. And why don't you do that? No, 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 no. Just go back to the Bible. Any healing interactions he had, he asked first, what do you want? Or what do you need? Wow, how beautiful that is. And then he fulfilled that with love and compassion. If there was any time that he was angry in the Bible, it was with the religious people of the time. It was that when he became angry. But the rest of the world, all the interactions, he was freeing people, especially women. So I want us to be encouraged and realize, wait a minute, my beliefs do matter. So this is the home take message now. Our beliefs matter. Number two, we can choose them. Number three, we can discern them by the way they impact us in our world. Our positive beliefs, holding the beauty of Christ in our lives and the beliefs that it's, it's the life-giving beliefs that can come through that and the love that comes through it. It's going to be, is it life-giving? Is it make you blossom? Is it make you blossom the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Or is it making you more afraid, shame, constricted, feeling bad? Then we know that the source is a negative belief and we can choose them. Choose the life-giving beliefs. All right, so that's it for today. Type in the chat any comments you have, any questions, any more trainings that you want or situations that you encounter that you might need some more trainings, right? So either subscribe on YouTube, you can get on my email list. Actually, the YouTube, we have a course, Seeds of Renewal, that you have access. You'll get also on my email list when you do that. And I send reminders. You can um, like our, my Facebook page, our Facebook page, Team for the Soul. And you can just DM me in Facebook. I'm right there. And I will make sure to answer your questions. And I look forward to hearing from you because this is what... I'm here for to support you so you can keep on giving, so you can support your community. So I'd love to, to hear your thoughts. All right, enough for now. I send you with many blessings, many prayers for you and your family, and we'll see you again. I'll see you next week and hopefully before that with our connections. Take care. Bye.